welcome to another season of the Media Boat Podcast. It is uh, season eight, episode one. Well, no, not episode one. First episode of the new season, season eight of the Media Boat Podcast. Your one-stop shop, talk shop of movies, TV, music, and video games. Not necessarily in that order. My name is Mike. His name is Matt. Hi, my name is Matt. His name is Mike. Thank you for joining us. It is the new year. It is January 7th, 2023. Can you believe that? 2023, 2020 spree, 2020 me, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. We are here in the new year for you, and it is episode what number? 365, which means we have done it. You yep. can listen to <laughs> Meebo Podcast all year round. Yep. One episode a day, plus specials. I was going to say, <laughs> more than that, considering yes. that we have year-end wrap-up specials, March Madness specials, other probably things we've sprinkled throughout the year. Who knows what specials we have for you. So yeah, tune in. All of that and more can be found in our archives. But hey, before you listen to the archives... Listen to us now, because this is a brand new episode of the Media Boat Podcast for the week that ended today. So, let's get into it with what we always do. Yep, and we always start with the music section. And we start the music section with the billboard. Indeed. And we start the billboard with the Hot 100. And you know we're ending Christmas because All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey was your number one song yeah. last week. So I was wrong last week when I said, oh, this is over, right? No, it's not. This is the last week. Well, you, you forgot about yeah. the huge spike that is on uh, Sunday and Monday. Right, yes. To where everything else basically do, does not compare to the power <laughs> that is Mariah Carey. Right. So one more week of Christmas songs, and then they're all eradicated next week. Because number two was Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Bren- Brenda Lee. And number three, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Coming in at four, Last Christmas by Wham! Wham. And rounding out your top five, A Holly Jolly Christmas from Mr. Burl Ives. <laughs> but that was just your singles chart. As for your Billboard 200, mm-hmm. only one Christmas album made it. Uh, but not number one, because that was still SLS by SZA. Actually, two Christmas albums this week. Yes. Uh, at two. But yeah, SZA, still at number one, uh, third week. Coming in at two. Midnight's by Taylor Swift. For some reason, I almost said Christmas Taylor because at number three is Christmas by Michael Bublé. Yes, Christmas Taylor. Uh, so that's who performed Christmas Tree Farm. That was Christmas Taylor. Uh, coming in at four, Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. Mm-hmm. And rounding out your top five, The Christmas Song. The album. The album <laughs> by Nat King Cole. So yeah, an extra little Christmas album tossed in there at the last minute there. Um, yeah, we will probably be done with Christmas albums next week. So, enjoy them while they're here. Yeah, um, so that means we can get into new releases and yeah. new number ones, hopefully. Maybe, but probably not these two. I don't know, because we have two new releases this week. First one is Strays by Margot Price, and the second one is Dying of Everything by Obituary. <laughs> A very aptly titled name. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, I don't know anything about obituary. I've heard uh, good things about Margot Price. I still haven't given her a shot. She's kind of like a, 
a fringe country kind of alt country kind mm-hmm. of uh, artist. I have not tried uh, her before. Maybe this is when I uh, give that album a listen. So maybe I'll talk about it next week. Uh, maybe. 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 Okay. maybe. Uh, because we do try to hit our year-end goal of yeah, one album new, a, an album a, a week. week. Or if averaging an album a week. So let's see if we can do it. And we can maybe. start with Margot Price. Maybe. But All right. where we could also start is with this first news story. So this is a follow-up of a follow-up of a follow-up. We've been following the story ever since the tragic beginning. And um, this is actually kind of surprising uh, to me. Well, not surprising to me. Uh, I don't know. Just say the story. <laughs> All right. So the bush you're beating around yes. is the death of Taylor Hawkins, the drummer right. of the Foo Fighters. Correct. Well, on Saturday, the Foo Fighters confirmed that the band will continue following Taylor Hawkins' death in mm-hmm. March telling fans that they will see them soon. Quote, As we say goodbye to the most difficult and tragic year that our band has ever known, we are reminded of how thankful we are for the people that we love and cherish most, and for the loved ones who are no longer with us. Without Taylor, we never would have become the band that we were. And without Taylor, we know that we're going to be a different band going forward. We also know that you, the fans, meant as much to Taylor as he meant to you. And we know that when we see you again, and we will and we will soon, he'll be there in spirit with all of us every night. Yeah. End quote. So, yeah. I mean, more or less we knew that uh, Dave Grohl was not just going to stop making music, mm-hmm. and the Foo Fighters would likely continue as a band. That seems to be what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, fans have taken this and run with it. I don't know if you've seen some of the reaction to this online. A lot of people are uh, I saw fantasy them. drafting uh, <laughs> drums to be uh, drummers to be in Foo Fighters going forward. But I still stand by my what I said before, what we talked about on the podcast before, which is they should have a revolving door of guest drummers mm-hmm. for a little bit, at least when they're touring. Yeah, and maybe when they're ready to record new music, maybe that's when they decide. Okay, this is who we're going to go with. Because I can't imagine that they're raring for a permanent replacement quite yet. See, my Twitter feed when this news broke was filled with both Foo Fighters and Linkin Park fans. Mm. So they were saying, hey, if Foo Fighters can do this, why can't Linkin Park do this? And people were saying, well, it's different because of the lead singer. I think, yeah, ultimately it's up to the band. The fans can, you know, guess and try whatever they want to do. But ultimately it's the band's call... And every band is different, and the makeup and DNA of every band is different. Mm-hmm. I'm, my assumption here is that the members of Linkin Park just decided, they looked into themselves and decided, no, Chester was so in, like important to what the band is. And that's not to say Taylor Hawkins was important well, to no, the Fighters. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Yes. And so they ultimately decided that they could not continue under that name because it would be too different. What ultimately Dave Grohl and the rest of the Foo Fighters have determined here, as more or less what he said, is that... They they feel like they can still be the Foo Fighters. It's slightly different Foo Fighters, but they can still be the Foo Fighters and continue with him there in spirit. And I think that it's a, they just came to a different conclusion than the Linkin Park guys did. And, you know, that's fine. Ultimately, it has to be their call. I like what you suggest, is that they just have a revolving door yeah. of drummers for a couple of years until, one, like you mm-hmm. said, about development, and two, 
uh, Taylor Hawkins' son right. grows up enough I to mean, be the drummer. Maybe, but, but it, I don't it, know. It does feel a bit of a shame yeah. because it's the same thing with uh, Glenn Fry, Glenn Fry sent for the Eagles. Right, yeah. I don't love they're, that. They're now all touring together. Yeah, I don't love that, but uh, I do like the idea of just having that that uh, guest rotation for a while. Like, oh, Travis Barker showed up. He's going to play a few shows mm-hmm. with us. Or, um, you know, like any like like some of the names that somebody some people were naming on the internet. Like, just have somebody guest for a little bit. Well, they did have both those two concerts where they were right. rotating drummers yes. per song, so. per set. So just do that. Uh, but again, I'm not Dave Grohl. I don't know what he's got cooking mm-hmm. in his backyard. So uh, who knows? And the fact that they're saying soon, we could know within the month uh, when if they're going to do more dates and uh, how they go ahead. We'll see. Yep, we will see. Uh, coming up in 2023. We will see. Yep. But... As with the new year, in the meantime, the new year did start off with a bang. Oh, but not a good one. No, because at least 10 people were injured in gunfire outside of a Florida restaurant where rapper French Montana. Remember French Montana? Yeah. I feel like we, we as a society have forgotten about French Montana. Well, he was having a celebration in yeah. uh, this mm-hmm. uh, Miami restaurant uh, in Miami Dade. Uh, while details of the incident were unclear at the time of the article's publication, representatives say the incident was unrelated to Montana. Mm-hmm. Initial reports also said that he was shooting a video at the time in which the representative said it was not exactly accurate. There were no fatalities reported. Thankfully. thankfully. Uh, French Montana did comment on social media late Friday afternoon saying that he and some friends were celebrating his Coke Boy 6, colon, Money Heist Edition mixtape, which was released Friday, saying they were, quote, at the wrong place at the wrong time when an incident took place that left people hurt. So yeah, a little bit of a slow music week here, Mm -hmm. uh, but I included this story because initially there was questions about, like, wait, what? Like, was this targeted at French Montana or somebody in his crew? Was this a music video? I had only read the the, uh, the headline that said it was part of a music video before this morning. So I was like, oh, it's not. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it just happened to happen at the same time. Uh, but, yeah, it seems like everybody is, uh, like, at least, like, there was no fatalities and everybody involved, I'm sure, was getting taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, weird, 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 weird thing. Uh, that just happened to be adjacent to French Montana. <laughs> It's also like the weird thing that happened with Jeremy Renner earlier right. this week, yes. too. Right, yes, yes. Where it was reported that a snow plow right. drove him over. But that's not exactly what happened. Yes, it was a snow plow that slipped in the ice that he owned and operated yeah. and ran him over. Right. But he, but just like French Montana, Jeremy Renner is making a full recovery. Yeah, so... But yeah, it seemed like that was way more harsh. Yes. Uh, what happened to him. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's something. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot going on this week. Uh, I do not doubt that because it is the new year. <laughs> yeah. All quiet uh, right now. But one story you don't have here is the potential Coachella lineup. Yeah, I didn't include that because it wasn't uh, it not the made Coachella official, official. Yet. Yes. I bet by next week we'll probably have an official lineup for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we will talk about that then. All right. Um, any thoughts on that so far? No. 
No? No? Right. Uh, nothing really going on. No new music, really. Like I said, uh, new music probably will come next week. Um, as for now, just a holding pattern. Kind of just listening to old stuff. All right. Well, we will talk about Coachella. Next week. Possibly. Possibly. We'll see. All right. So let's move into our next segment. Yeah. Video games. Let's do it. And we start with new releases. A couple of anime games coming at you this week. Oh, yeah. Starting with Dragon Ball Z. Colon Kakarot, which uh, had already been released on um, last gen consoles, now coming to current gen yep. PS5 and Xbox Game Series X. Upres, Upres, yep. uh, refixed PS5 and Xbox Series X, but then brand new in anime games this week. Yes, for you One Piece fans out there, One Piece Odyssey for the PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X. And PC. So I'm not a One Piece person, but footage of this game looks pretty impressive. It looks like they're doing an anime cell shading kind of style, and it looks really nice. I just hope the game is good, uh, so that way people who love One Piece have like a nice little accompaniment to their favorite uh, favorite franchise. So, well, I, I believe Odyssey encompasses the entire story, much like Kakarot yeah. does for Dragon yeah, Ball Z. It's that kind of approach. Yeah. Except they have like 20 years of story to get through with One Piece, right? They have a thousand chapters <laughs> plus to get through. That's a lot of story. I don't know if they can do no, it. No. That's not a lot of story. It's just a lot of DLC. I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's their approach. All right. Let's get into some video game news then, so... Yeah, we're just plowing through here. Oh, yes. Because Sony has announced Project Leonardo. Yes. To care No. Oh, Sorry. Uh, Leonardo is a Project Leonardo is a new customizable controller aimed at players with disabilities. Yeah, an accessibility controller. Yep. This was announced during CES presentation on Wednesday, where Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan said that Project Leonardo would help players with disabilities to play more easily and comfortably. The controller is highly customizable with a robust kit. Of buttons, Ryan said, and can be used as a standalone controller or paired with a dual sense controller. Sony says that it's gathering valuable feedback from the community as it proceeds with the development of the controller. Uh, so, yeah, this is pretty cool. Obviously, Microsoft put out their version of this same idea a few years back. Um, it also uh, led to a lot of praise um, in their, their, like, and just making video games more accessible for people who can't use a regular controller. This seems to do the same. It's like built in like a circular format where there's like a hub and then a bunch of spokes out where you can, that's where you trade in and out the buttons. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a big button in the center. Uh, looks like very customizable. Looks very, uh, a lot of utility. And um, I'm happy that Sony finally did this. I mean, it was amazing. It took them so long after Microsoft had theirs. Well, but... the develop- game developers themselves have had years of... Mm-hmm. Accessibility put, options, put, in, the options game, in the game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, going back to Last of Us Part One, right? Yeah, and Part Two, and then most recently with Ragnarok. Yeah, um, and now that they have a, now they actually have a controller that matches the kind of level of mm-hmm. uh, accessibility options in the games themselves. This is just good news overall. I mean, this it is, is going to let a lot more people play uh, games on PlayStation Five that weren't able to play them before. Um, so yeah, at any time you can get more people to play more video games. Yes, it's good. It's always a good. It's a good thing, as yep. Martha Stewart used to say. <laughs> uh, me, I'm dating myself here. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, so cool. Uh, there's not really much else to say about it. It's, just, no, it's cool. Uh, I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, no release date for this yet, or no. what it's officially going to be called. No, it's announced at CES, so right yes. now it's just in a um, prototype form. Eventually well, this will release. I think it's past the prototype phase that they can <laughs> announce it. Yeah. But probably expect this holiday this year? Maybe. I bet this will be something similar to what Microsoft did, where it's going to be a thing you can buy on their website. It's not going to be, like, available widely in stores, probably. Right. It's going to be, like, special order, like, if you you know you need this, if you need this kind of thing. Yeah, but even Microsoft ran those promotions and those yeah. ads saying this is now available. So, yeah, uh, it's good, and it, uh, it'll co- probably come out soon. Yeah. All right, let's get to our second story, then. Yeah. Uh, in the world of Hitman. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry... World of Assassination. Yeah, the World of Assassination. Because Hitman 3 is being rebranded and incorporating content from Hitman 1 and 2, uh, according to developer IO Interactive. Mm-hmm. From January 26th, uh, which is in a couple weeks now, yeah. Hitman 3 will become Hitman World of Assassination <laughs> and include access to Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 through existing Access Pass system. Current Hitman 3 owners will get a free upgrade to Hitman World of Assassination on all platforms. Explaining the move, IO Interactive said it was, quote, drastically simplifying the purchase experience for new players by making Hitman World of Assassination the single available option to start playing the series. Yeah, I think this is good, uh, considering that when Hitman 3 came out, there was a little bit of confusion about how to get the 1 and 2 content rolled into your copy. And so there were like a lot of, well, well, I have to transfer it. Do my saves come over? How do I do this? Also, like, oh, I didn't buy it when it was new. Now I'm going to go buy a used copy of Hitman 1. Mm -hmm. It's it's just complicated, and so this is streamlining that. That being said, um, the product will be $70. So it might actually have been cheaper to have bought them over time, or, or like not over time. It may have been cheaper to buy three and then new and then buy the other two. Who can say? I don't know how the money stacks up. That being said, if you are new to Hitman, curious about it, and you've always wanted to try all of it, this is the best way to do it. And that's more, more or less why they're doing this, is just be like, hey, here's a one-stop shop. Everything is in this one game. Or if you like the John Wick series and you're like, hey, why don't they make a video game like that? <laughs> they did. It's Hitman. Yeah, it's called Hitman. <laughs> I, I've always uh, like respected and appreciated Hitman mm-hmm. and what it does. I think they're really cool games to watch somebody else play. It's but I feel fun. like I would be too nervous to play it. It's a very fun stealth yeah. uh, game to play. Yeah. But I also really love watching them speedrun it. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the more fun games to watch somebody play because you can watch some really zany hijinks happen. It's so good. So yeah, uh, this is cool. This is a cool move. Yeah. Speaking of cool moves... Yeah, tell me all about your cool moves that you're executing with your Pokemon as you continue your Scarlet Adventure. So, you mean my cool move being that I equipped Chansey... Or sorry, not Chansey. I upgraded Chansey. Yes. To Blissey. Yes. I got a text message about your Blissey. Uh, And it's it's growing exponentially. Yes, it knows Hyper Beam. (laughs) Hell yeah, it does. And Icy Wind. Yes, it does. Is it wrecking shit? Is it just so good? And, yes, it Because the thing about Blissies and Chanseys is that they have super high HP and great defense. Yes. So you're probably just tanking that thing. And the double edge. I mean, it doesn't have a great great of an attack. Okay. But because it 
That's all it keeps sending out. Just yeah. keeps like slapping everything. It's your tank. It just takes it's everything. It's your tank. Yes. It's your tank. That's yeah. That's what it's yeah. supposed to be. But I mean, aside from my the blissy tank, yes. Um, everything that you've said about this game and why it's like on your top end yeah. of the year list. Spoilers: It's on his end of the year list. Yeah. For those who didn't, you're gonna wrap up. Um, available on the audio podcast feed. Thank yes. You. Uh, I see why you put it on your end of the year yeah. list. Yeah. I still think it might have missed mine. <laughs> yeah. Because I did really enjoy the Kirby game more. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, which is why it ended up being our game of the year. Right. Again, spoilers. If you haven't it's not a spoiler. <laughs> January It's fine. It's all out. Yes. Uh, but I can see why Scarlet was on your end of the year list. Yeah. It's fun. It's very innovative. It takes everything from Arceus and expands on it. Um, even the open world that was part of uh, was it Sword and Shield? Yeah. Which is really only one the wild area. Areas, the wild yes. areas. Yeah. And while, like, everything in the town for Sword and Shield was fixed camera, fixed angles. Right. Gets away with that free floating camera. Can't very easily cause motion sickness. <laughs> but outside of that, just able to freely walk into towns, no loading screens. It's refreshing. Yeah. But then you also have, like you mentioned, about the bugs, the refresh rate. The frame drops to the, uh-huh. uh, what are you doing back there? Are you glitching out back there, guys? <laughs> yeah, I finally, after playing pretty much the entire game not having these weird bugs during battles, mm-hmm. I finally had one of the ones where I was in in a battle and some other trainer just walks right through it. <laughs> I was like, ah, it finally happened. <laughs> so, yeah, stuff like that happens. But, yeah, they're good Pokemon games. They're just clouded by... The technical issues. Well, I think people are clouded by the technical issues because of the other games out there on the market for it. Yeah. But from a Pokemon game to Pokemon game in terms of the series, it is a big step up from where they were before. Yeah. And that's a good thing. They yeah. listen to people's feedback. Game Freak actually put in the time and effort in its game, yeah. and it shows, and it's paying off. It sucks, though, because it sucks to think about that because, yeah, they really did. They paid attention to a lot of stuff. They made a game that is a compromise, essentially, between the old style and Arceus's uh, kind of revolutionary design. And I think it works. I think every step they made with quality of life improvements was good. They made so many improvements in this game. But so many people are going to be turned off. And it really sucks that this is the game they put so much work in, in the part that nobody pays attention to. <laughs> that the thing's so surface-level ugly that people are going to immediately recoil, and they're not actually going to find out that they are great Pokemon games. I'm not sure. I mean, yeah. yes, because I do have to see that, dis- that discourse online. Yes, yes, it's been brutal. That being said, I'm about two-thirds of the way through it a week. Nice, nice. Yeah. You're, 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 um, I'm a, I got through all of the Titan Pokemon. Okay. I have two more of the um, camp raid battles. Okay. And I think two more of the gym battles. Yeah. Um, Pokemon are about level 40, just reaching level okay. 40. So All right. It's having a fun time. You're getting up there. Yeah. You're going to catch up to me pretty soon here. Well, uh, playing with my doctor on this. It's one game that she actually likes watching me play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Yeah. Um, then again, I do have the, the Chansey Blissey tank, and she's all about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they're good games. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, they got to do something about them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they can. Maybe they've already hit the, like, the, the, the wall there. Nintendo did say that they're going to do some sort of work on it. I don't know in what capacity that will show up. We'll see. I, I don't know. Do you make a smaller island, a smaller game, but 
improve on the UI and the graphics? I think that that's beyond it. I think what they need to work on right now. There, okay, Game Freak probably already has DLC planned. They're probably going to do the approach that they did with um, Sword and Shield here, where they're going to do probably two or three expansions with new land masses that you can go get new Pokemon in. That's pretty much guaranteed. The only thing is, is that they absolutely they have this. They ran into the cyberpunk problem here, which is they cannot start promoting new DLC until they fix the main game. Mm-hmm. So they really are caught between like they're caught between a rock and a hard place here because they have to improve how the game runs in order to start putting out new stuff. Because if they start saying, "Oh, we've got new stuff," everybody's gonna be like. Um, but you, you fix never the fixed stuff. the game. Yeah. Why? Why would we buy this when we have zero faith in you? They've ru- they've completely ruined their reputation here, and they have to not completely, but they've they've done they've like it's it's a PR nightmare for them that they need to fix before they start tight, advertising the game. It's definitely a tightrope act yeah. where they have to appease all of the old and current fans while also trying to grow a new base yeah i don't know uh we'll see ultimately uh we'll see if they do do something to fix this game they can but in my opinion they absolutely they're running out of time they have to do something before they start marketing dlc i don't know i think they're getting into an issue where there's no such thing as a perfect pokemon game (laughs) no there isn't you're right if they do fix it though i do think that most people will be satisfied with the product that they get Mm -hmm. in my opinion but who knows Video game fans on the internet are fickle, fickle people. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm glad you're having fun. I'm and glad you're cruising through it. Yes. Uh, once you catch up, we'll have to we'll have to battle. Yeah, so I'll do some raids too. Yeah, some raids because uh, yeah, my uh, my team's about. I think we're on the edge of sixty. I think everybody is either fifty nine or sixty sixty one. I think. So I caught a Salamance. Well, no, mm-hmm. not a Salamance. The one before it. Yeah. But I can't evolve Shelgon. him. Yeah, Shelagon. Shelagon, take me away. But I can't evolve him. Yeah. Because as soon as I do at level 50, he will not obey my commands because I don't oh, have no. enough badges. Not Shelgon, sorry. That's the wrong line. That, the Shelgon is, evolves a Flygon. I don't remember what the... It's... Dragon. I forget what the... Yeah, the big shell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't evolve him because he'll become a level 50 and yeah. I cannot control level 50 Pokemon. Do yet. you have an Everstone? Uh, no, he's just sitting in my box. Oh, yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're not talking about evolve, you just can't level him up. Yeah. Well, level him up to evolve him. Right. Because like, then he can't listen to me. But hey. <laughs> that's why? Okay. That's the one thing that I, yeah. I will criticize about the Scarlet Games. I did that as well. Because... Is that it wants you to ping pong back and forth mm-hmm. across the island and not that's just the, do a one circle. That is the one thing that's keeping you from doing that. Yeah. Is the is the the badges control levels thing? I wish that they had taken that out. Yeah, I agree with you because, or I wish they would have made like I think in order to do that though, they would have had some sort of they would have had to add like a meta layer, like a trainer level kind yeah. of layer, which they could have, mm-hmm. where you gain experience for yourself as well, so that way you are also no matter what you're doing mm-hmm. gain. Because I don't know if you noticed this, you do not gain experience from battling the titans. No, which sucks in my opinion. I was yes. like, what? You don't at all? Um, so yeah, well, you can go back and catch the Titans. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. if you go back to the same area, you'll see the Titan just there. Oh, they'll reappear. They'll reappear. Oh, I never. They won't that. attack you, but you can run into them to and initiate battle again. That's very capture cool. them that way. That's very cool. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Pro tips for Scarlet and Violet for you. 
so yeah, uh, yeah, we'll return to that, I'm sure, once we start get both going into the late-game content, because like I said, I kind of stopped right before the late-game content. Yeah. I will return back to that at some point. But eventually. that is one thing that I liked that they did, <laughs> is they kept the tight, the movement with the Titan Pokemon, so right. every time you battled, like, yes, I defeated them, and, then, nope. and yes, I got a new movement ability. Yeah, yeah, that was, that stuff's cool. Once you get all of them, you feel really good. Oh, that, that's why like I tried to mainline them as fast as I could. Yeah, I started... What, my original plan was I was going to do all the Team Star stuff first, because I mm-hmm. thought that was the most interesting story. But I ran against the bad problem. So I ended up going back to all the badges and then going and doing everything else. So that way I wouldn't have to worry about overleveling. So that's ultimately what I did. Yeah, see, I tried to do the movement so I could jump up and climb and fly right. over everything. <laughs> Because I knew I was going to get stuck. Because like, the thing with the Team Star, the walls Team Star the is the only thing that actually does gate your progress mm-hmm. occasionally. Team Star will set up barricades yes. uh, before the next city sometimes if you haven't beat them. So, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I understand that. Oh, well. Anyway. Anyways, Pokemon, Violet, Scarlet. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, turns out. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else? Video game-wise? Uh... I broke, Pokemon, I broke uh, Marvel Snap again. Yeah, he told me. Um, yeah, there's a glitch in there to <laughs> completely eradicate your opponent's side of the board. Uh, yeah. So having fun with that. Nice. Uh, new season of that started, so yeah. again, not purchasing it, but because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need my money, and yeah. Uh, for me, other than that, oh yeah, we didn't even talk about the big, the actual secret biggest uh, video game story of the week. I'm going to say three words that will make us both very excited. Pocket, card, jockey. jockey. Now, is this <laughs> only for Apple Arcade? Yes. So, uh, here's the thing. Good news and bad news. Pocket, card, jockey, one of the Media Boat Podcast's favorite games. I believe um, it was our game of the I year, 2017. Year? Yeah, first 16? year. Yeah, 2017. It was a 3DS uh, downloadable game uh, by, hey, what do you know, Game Freak, the Pokemon people. Yes. Um, that was a combination of horse racing and solitaire. If you're a longtime fan of the show, you've heard us talk about it before. Well, it's back in iOS form as Game Freak has made a deal with Apple Arcade, Apple's uh, subscription series, which you do have access to because it's part of the family plan that you're a member of. Where do I get? But you need a device that can play it. Yes, is where I get a device to play it. Um, is, yeah, it's, um... It's coming to iOS, and it's a remake of sorts because the races are now in 3D. Hmm. Wonder if I can. Uh, so I do have two iPads back it there. It might not be compatible though because they're older. There iPads. are older iPads. The thing yes. is that you usually have to have a newer for the newer games to work. Also, that might not even be updated enough to have arcade even as an option. Right. Anyway. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's coming out on the twentieth of January. I will definitely check this out. I love Parker Card Jockey. Having that on an iPad will be beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to play it again. Um, good times. But anyways, yeah. Other than that, uh, all I've been playing is more Fortnite. I don't want to surprise you. Uh, I streamed a little bit of that on my Twitch channel yesterday, and also I uh, downloaded the Xbox uh, Game Pass version of uh, Power Wash Simulator. Jumped yeah. back into that and played a little bit of Power Wash Simulator. To, to test my stream. Still fun, <laughs> turns out. Still fun. Speaking of stream. Yes. So, um, I figured out, your people who listen to this podcast probably think I'm a dummy already, because I believe a few weeks back I said, I didn't think I could stream from the Xbox uh, without a camera. 
and thinking that I had to own like a specific kind of like like a Kinect or some sort of equivalent Microsoft camera to stream. Well, same. Well, that's what PlayStation gates you with. We need yeah. to buy a PlayStation specific camera in order to stream. Well, I was wrong. I googled it, and there are a short list, and I mean very short, of uh, compatible USB cam- uh, webcams that are compatible with the Xbox Series X. Turns out. Including the one I own. So I plugged it in, it worked, and uh, yeah, I have video now on my streams on the Xbox. Which means, yes, I can stream stuff on the Xbox Series X going forward. So I plan on doing that. So um, thanks to a, uh, a gift to the Media Boat Podcast from the Media Boat Podcast, we have a Gamefly subscription again. Yes. And we will be able to have some uh, new games as they are released going into game release season, which should start in February. So uh, yeah, looking forward to getting some games and... Um, now that the website's more up to date, I'll be able to post those videos as they go on. So get ready for live impressions of video games. And that is going to be part of Media Boat Podcast Season 8, yes. where we will try to stream yes. at least once a week. Hey, and maybe uh, once we, uh, uh, well, maybe we'll go back to doing some more write-ups for uh, movies and albums and television Yes. Shows. If you want to start writing stuff, I will post it on the website. So, I will definitely get into that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get that website back going uh, because... I didn't tell you, or you probably got that email about the price going up for Squarespace. Yes. Yay! <laughs> so let's make it worth it. I believe that renews in the summer, so we've got does. some time. But yep. yes. So yeah, uh, look, that that will be all I'll be on uh, MediaBoatPodcast.com. We'll also be on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash... MediaBoat. Uh, media MediaBoat, that's it? Yep, it's okay. just MediaBoat. You just got MediaBoat? Cool. Yes. And that's us. I love the stack MediaBoat on so, Twitch. Yeah. I will uh, I will connect that to that account and we will start streaming from that account. All right, cool. Yep, let's move on. Yes, and let's move into the television section. Yeah, the television. We always start with the sports corner. Sports are happening, but they're not great. Like not happy news in sports this week. Well, the it's, big news in sports yes. was a downer. A big news. downer. If you were watching football this weekend, you saw and a lot of people were watching Monday Night Football because yes. it was the end of Week 17, mm-hmm. as well as the end of fantasy football championships with yeah. a couple of big heavy hitters for those championship games. It was uh, yeah, and uh, basically what happened here is Tamar Hamlin. A uh, player on which team? The Buffalo the Bills. Bills. Yes, I thought. Collapsed on field during play. Play was suspended as he was transported to a hospital. They did CPR on the field. On correct? the field, yes. So uh, a lot of people kind of in that moment were uh, torn about whether they should continue play or stop play. Seemed like even people in the booth calling the game were uh, trying to figure out why they weren't just stopping the game right away. And Well, it's a protocol. So yeah. they... Once Demar Hamlin was off the field, NFL rules is you get an extra, you get five minutes once everything clears to settle down and then continue play. Both head coaches went and mid midfield and talked and discussed that we're just going to go into the locker room and basically recoup and see where we're going from. Yeah, he was uh, on the field for thirty minutes. He didn't leave the field for thirty minutes from once he collapsed. They went so. I'm going to wait 30 minutes, and then another five minutes of just, okay, now you got to go back and play. Really hard to shift that mentality. So they all went back to the locker room and talked about it, talked to the league office. Um, Oddly, not oddly enough, but as per protocol, NFL, there is someone from the league office at every NFL game. As such, there was someone from here, and they were 
discussing it with the coaches, with the teams, with the league um, office in New York. And a half hour after he's uh, collapsed, basically an hour after this whole thing started, that is when they officially suspended the game. And it wasn't until Thursday, mm-hmm. or sorry, Wednesday, that they officially canceled the game. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think they made the right call there because something like this has to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Players' health has to be paramount above all else because otherwise, what are you? What are we doing? What are we doing here if it's not about the players, right? The players are what makes the games happen. Mm-hmm. It, it's what the fans are there to see. It's what people who want to see football want to see. They want to see their their favorite players healthy and able to play the game. It's not about you know, any big picture stuff in that moment. When it's not about player, your fantasy team. No, it's not about your fantasy team. It's not about about who you want to be in the Super Bowl. It's not about the coaches. It's not about any of that. It's literally about if somebody goes down, you take care of him. And the vibe changes when something like that happens. And the vibe is, oh, this is not safe anymore. We need to make sure everybody is safe before we continue. It's very rare instance when something happens that's bigger than the game itself. Yeah. Yeah, and this happens to be one of those moments. Mm-hmm. And yeah, definitely the Twitter discourse at the time was really telling because you had a lot of people saying, like responding to people who were like, I don't know, just just play. He's fine. He's, just play. And it's like, no, a lot of people were very right about saying like, no, you guys, what are your priorities? Mm-hmm. The priorities are way out of line if you're rooting for something that's not the player. Especially when they're doing CPR on the field. Yeah, like if you're doing it. Like, you need to stop. You need to stop what's happening. Because that... Also, television. We don't even see that. Go do something else for a while. Well, they like, did. Yeah. They did. They, yeah. did. they showed the replay once, and then they did show it again. Um, while they're examining on the field, they cut to an in-studio uh-huh. team. Good, good. Um, yeah, that's what you had to do. They cut to the booth. They cut to the white chart of the field. They stopped showing players. Uh, the only time they cut towards field action was when the equipment managers were starting to put stuff away. Even though nothing was officially postponed or canceled yet, um, they were start like they had gotten the news that like we're probably not going to play, so we just start packing up stuff. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, I mean, do you think uh, overall? Do you think that the NFL did the right thing there? Like, do you think everybody made the right calls, or do you think it took too long? To Depends on who you ask. Because yeah. yes, for the game itself, they did the right call. They did the right protocol. They waited the right amount of time. They, nothing was rushed. Everything was thought out and followed protocol. However, because it was Bills versus the Bengals uh-huh. in a very high-profile yeah. game, and that has playoff implications of seeding, that is where a lot of people, especially fans of the Bengals, are being kind of screwed out because depending on what happens in this upcoming week, they could get screwed out of a home playoff. But again, it's about what your priorities are. That cannot be a priority. Well, no, this was after the uh, after um, yeah. the NFL came out and said they were officially postponing, right? Uh, postponing and then canceling that game. Um, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. I'm just yeah. saying that still. Well, this was like after. Like <laughs> I know this is also after that <laughs> Demar Hamlin um, officially um, came back. That's probably the right way to say it. Yeah. He came back, uh, recovered. He recovered. He was he got his uh, breathing tube taken out of him. He was able to FaceTime his team as well as multiple um, teams in the league, saying that he's good or he will be good. Yeah. Um, gave a little talk to the 
Bills um, organization through FaceTime. So he is on a recovery, and that's good to see this upcoming week. People and teams and uh, stadiums will have a moment of silence and pay tribute to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, don't be surprised if you see number three stickers on everyone's helmets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as he yeah. prepares his long fight to recovery. Oh, boy. Yeah, just it's just rough. It just was a rough thing to see, I think. And, uh, yeah, of course... Yeah, hope that he recovers speedily and that he keeps getting better as yep. it goes. Uh, because, yeah, that's got to be rough to do that and have that happen in front of an audience of millions. Yes. Whew. Also, um, following that in, from Monday night on, good reporting on Ian Rappaport for mm-hmm. only sticking to news from the doctors themselves or from direct family yes. members yes, and not from uh, Twitter couch people. Definitely, yeah. Don't, let, don't, don't listen to what the fans are saying. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, you did an excellent re- job reporting it on the week. That's good. Well, there you go. Elsewhere, he's the best in it. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Elsewhere in sports this week. In the D-League. Yes, in the D-League, uh, the NCAA championship game was decided. We now have TCU. Yes. Which is? Texas Christian University. Texas Christian University. Go Frogs. <laughs> uh, versus Georgia. Bulldogs. Yes, the, the Bulldogs. Yes. Where's Luke Bryan? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um, congratulations to those two teams. They will face each other when? Uh, on Monday. Monday. At SoFi Stadium. Hey, right here at home. Yes. Well, there you go. Uh, I know some people who are going to this game. Hey. But that's also because they work for TCU. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes, that makes some sense then. That's also why Go Frogs. <laughs> go Frogs. All right, and then in sports entertainment news, you can never, you never, never keep him away, can you? Ah, uh, I thought he was out, but they pull him. Well, I don't think they pull him back in, but he pulls himself back in. Actually, no, maybe why the, the the you don't have it on here, but the actual reason is very telling. Yeah. So yes, none other than Vince McMahon is crawling his way back to the WWE. He is going to be back on the board. It looks like he's mm-hmm. removed three directors to make room for him and a couple of his allies. Apparently, this is because they're prepping WWE for a sale. Yes, I and saw this. And it looks like, I don't know if you saw this part, it looks like one of the major suitors is none other than the Saudi Arabian entity that owns Live Golf. Ah. Yeah, I know. You don't say, you right? You don't say. You know, they've been doing the crown jewel for about five years now in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, this it was a long con. Vince wanted to make a deal, and this is probably why he's coming back. He wants to be in charge of that happening. I don't know if he wants to be in charge of that happening. He wants or to benefit from it. He wants to benefit. Yeah, both could be true with Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah, this is dumb. Uh, I hate this. I, I thought for a second it looked like WWE was on the upswing, that people were looking at it more respectably because of Vince's exit. Mm-hmm. It looked like the, the, the actual wrestlers were enjoying their time better in the new version of the company. Mm-hmm. And to see this happen immediately just ruins that momentum. It just ends all that momentum, especially if it ends up being sold off to uh, something that all to an entity that might also run it in some questionable ways. Yeah, I never watched the Crown Jewel uh, events because they're in Saudi yeah. Arabia. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, because oh, um, like the first year that they did it, even though they have female wrestlers, they had to be covered up. Yeah. So yeah. apparently, no one told them. So they were literally wrestling in t-shirts and yeah. like long sleeves. It's, because they can't show skin. 
And imagine if that was the whole thing. Like, I'm not saying that that will happen. I'm just right. saying that, like, with, like, some draconian reforms might have to come to the WWE if such a purchase was made. And I don't think anybody who likes wrestling will want to see that. If anything, this just makes it more uh, likely that AEW will be the new hotness continuing into 2023 and will only get more and more popular and more as more people exodus from WWE. Mm-hmm. Where's a Comcast? Why don't they buy them? <laughs> yeah. Roll it into your NBC Sports. I guess we should say there's no guarantee that that will happen, but it looks like they will probably have the money to do so. If I did see that they were exploring a yeah. sale. I didn't see that it was to Saudi Arabia. It could be. That's what I'm saying. It's one of the suitors, which means that it's, they're shopping it around, so it's a possibility. Oh, no. Who's going to compete against uh, Blood exactly. Oil Buddy? Uh, who knows? But, yeah, that's that's that story. So. Uh, Gross. Okay, let's go from gross to worse. Uh, yeah, I guess we're done with sports. Anything else in sports you want to talk about? Uh, no, it's beginning of the year. So, everyone who was reigning last year as your world champions, yeah, no longer matters. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, yeah, we're still waiting with bated breath to see if the Angels organization does anything about their sale. Yes. Uh, come on. Come on. Oh, we need to throw on, the goodbye Artie party. Come on, Artie. Come on, Artie. Make <laughs> goodbye Artie soon. party. Give me the Artie party. Get rid of it. I want to see where it goes. All right. Um, anyway, in the meantime, though, yes, we have television news, and let's go into television news with our first story, which, yes, as you mentioned, is a downer. Continuing our downer podcast. Yes. There. Billy Bush. Now, that's a name you haven't heard in a while. Uh, yes. Not since um, I heard him on record with yes. Donald Trump. Yeah, well, several years after that infamous lewd conversation with the former president, Billy Bush was caught on tape again, this time making a sexual comment about Kendall Jenner during a recent recent taping of Extra. Audio from a October 31st Extra taping has Bush joking with staffers about Kendall Jenner's Toy Story-inspired Halloween costume. Now, yes, Billy Bush was formerly of Access Hollywood. Right. But since 2019, he's been a part of the Extra crew. After asking someone for the name of her character to which he was informed that she was dressed as Jessie the Cowgirl, he said, quote, and I'm quoting here, don't get me in trouble, Kendall goes as Jessie, and believe me, there were a lot of woodies. Oof, gross. Yeah. In a statement to Deadline, a spokesperson for Telepictures, the division of Warner Brothers Television that produces Extra, said, quote, as with many forms of production in the entertainment industry, the show's creative process allows the flexibility to try different jokes and banter. In the end, some material lands on the cutting room floor, including remarks that may be too edgy to air on broadcast television. Slow TV week, huh? Yes. Um, anyway, so yeah, I mean, Billy Bush, we already know he's kind of a lousy guy. It's a it's an off-color joke. It's not great. Is it the worst thing he said? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of gross, and yeah, I get why that would be cut. But honestly, though, go back like 10 years, this probably would have aired. Yeah. Like, the, the, I'm glad that the... Well, maybe not when Kendall Jenner was 10 years younger. Yeah, maybe. Well, yes. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, like, I feel like, yeah, as as we move forward, I feel like, yes, I'm glad that things like this are getting called out more than they used to be. Because, yeah, you look back in the history of of um, how shows like Extra and Entertainment Tonight and, mm-hmm. God, even Joel McHale on The Soup. Like, they used to get away with a lot worse. Yes. And I'm glad that now we're in a place where this stuff is questioned before it goes to air. Great. 
However, that doesn't change that Billy Bush is already a creep, and this just adds to the creep. Well, factor. I think that just adds to uh, diversity in the writer's room. A yes, lot more vote outspoken voices yeah, saying like, that this isn't cool. Yeah, we're not going to go that we're far. We're not going to air this. It's, it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. We're not going to do this. So yeah, uh, Billy Bush should stay in TV jail. Is I think the, the well, like I said, I think a lot of people thought he was in TV jail. <laughs> yeah, right. But apparently he was. He's, he's been on extra that. since 2019. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, our second story is a little bit of a follow up to what we called our story of the year in television. In yeah, it was. And uh, they're maybe moving back a little bit. We'll uh, get to it. Back, I mean, maybe forward to a new era. Maybe. We'll, uh, hey, we can only hope. And of course, we're talking about Warner Brothers Discovery. They claim that they are entering a new era in 2023 with a 12-month period set on, quote, relaunching and building compared to 2022's restructuring and its focus on layoffs and content write-offs. And this is all according to CFO Gunnar Wiedenfels. Through WBD's 2020, or though the WBD's 2022 cuts were significant, including the much-criticized decision to scrap HBO Max's completed Batgirl film, as the David Zaslav-led company looks to fulfill its $3.5 billion target in post-merger cost savings over three years, Weidenfeld says they are, in part, quote, a reflection of an industry that went overboard, I don't know about that, and content overspend throughout a streaming-crazed Hollywood. We're coming from an irrational time of overspending with limited focus on return of investment, he said, one of the upcoming bright spots in Warner Brothers Discovery's year of relaunching and building is the combined HBO Max Discovery Plus product that comes out this spring. Weidenfels said that the company has been putting a great emphasis on raising the bar of that offering, which has yet to be named or given a debut date compared to the solo HBO Max and Discovery Plus in order to reduce churn as much as possible when the unified platform launches. Quote, we're going to come out with a great product from a consumer experience perspective, and that's Frankly, the biggest holdback for HBO Max right now. The experience is not where it needs to be, Weidenfeld says. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Uh, say what a similar thing to what I said about um, Game Freak and Pokemon. You have just gone through a PR nightmare. Mm -hmm. The creatives and the fans are no longer on your side. So I think that you need to make sure if you're saying that you're going to fix it, that you actually do, because you've lost all confidence. And they have exactly one year yeah. to fix it. Actually, they don't have a year. They have until spring, when the new yeah. um, streaming platform launches, to fix it. If this new combined Discovery Max, Discovery Max, Discovery Plus HBO Max um, joint streaming service, whatever it is that they call it, right now the running thing is tentatively... Just calling it Max, which right. right there, you're shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> uh, if this new UI interface is in any way worse, if this new streaming service in any way costs more than its competitors, if it's in any way <laughs> doesn't have everything right out of the gate, yeah. they will lose even more than they already lost. It's, yeah, like, why would we... If you're asking us, like, obviously, if you're saying... Oh, we're going to have this great thing. Why would we believe you? There's zero confidence left. You've ruined it. You've already proven that you are willing to be, like, completely ruthless with your cuts. Why would we ever believe that you will not do it again? Why would we ever be confident in that? We're not. You're never going to win these people back. I really don't think so. 
because you're not going to bring back all the stuff that you cut. And in that case, I don't care because can you believe some like up until this week? Can you believe some of the cuts they recently made? They cut hundreds of the Looney Tunes shorts that were on there, mm-hmm. including some absolute stone cold classics, just because they were later than the fifties. They were like, "Oh, here's the cutoff. We're going to cut off it like right before the fifties." I'm like, "Why? Why would you do that?" Especially when they have those uh, warnings. They own and they own the, all the of front. it, and they own it, and they yeah. own all of it. That's the thing is, before it made sense, right? Because it was they didn't have to pay royalties. Mm-hmm. But this time, this is stuff that you all just wholly own. Why get rid of it? Unless they're doing a Disney Vault thing. It's but why would you? When why Disney's would you? not even doing it anymore. Yeah, Disney no longer has it the vault. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's idiotic. I have no idea. I, like, I, like I said, I have no confidence that they can pull this off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this will ever be something that uh, will be good again because they ruined a good thing. Well, their, socks, their shareholders better hope so because <laughs> at the beginning of the year, they were at $30 a share. Yeah. Currently, as of the beginning of this year, sorry, last year they started at $30 a share. Beginning of this year, under $6. Yeah. Damn. Which means... If you want to get in on Warner Brothers Discovery, it is super cheap right now. I absolutely do not want to do that. All right, let's move on out of thoughts. That's depressing. Depressing over depressing over depressing this week. Cheer me up. You watch television. I did. I watched (laughs) the uh, the new thing on Netflix that they were promoting. Okay. Saying, new year, new show. It's called Kaleidoscope. Kaleidoscope. This sounds like a kid's show. Is this a kid's show? Uh, That's what I thought. Okay. But no. Uh, Especially because when it starred uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, as a heist robber, ah, mastermind. Got it. Okay. So this is a heist show. All right. Uh, and it's called Kaleidoscope because it takes place over eight episodes, with each episode focusing on a different color, a different theme. But it's also told out of order, on purpose. So the way Kaleidoscope initially presents itself is you can watch any episode in any order minus the actual height which is the last episode okay uh, so you can watch it in any order it purposely is brought to you out of order and it presents you with the title card of happening uh weeks before the heist months before the heist years before the heist yeah or in some episodes the next day after the heist the next month after the heist so it so you can't technically watch this in order it doesn't present to you in a an actual order. Mm-hmm. It presents you out of order, but it's supposed to add to the mystery and flair of it. But it kind of also promotes itself as you can watch this in any order you want. Yeah, I don't buy that <laughs> necessarily, especially since you need to have the heist at the end in order for some of the other stuff to make sense. Uh, but I think that's just it. it's just very gimmicky. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of good stuff with tiling each episode after a color and having that color palette throughout. Like, if you, uh, one of the palettes is green. So you see a lot of green throughout the episode in the clothes that they're wearing, in the background shots, in what they uh, interact with. A lot of props are green. Um, same thing with, like, the color red or blue. Like, the boat they escape on is based off whatever color the episode is. Um, the clothes and the style that they're wearing. It's very color-coordinated and color-specific per episode. Except once you get past that into, like, the actual story that they're telling, mm-hmm. they're doing, I think, too much story. 
They're trying to make everyone connected because everyone needs a reason to be connected. And they're trying to leave a lot of mystery because it is perfectly told out of order. So when you go back, and not necessarily if you go back and watch it, but when you start thinking about it in the order of events that happen, does it start to make more sense or is it just better because it's told out of order? Mm, yeah. Uh, I think it's an interesting watch, especially for a first of the year here. Not a whole lot, whole lot of else that is 2023 new. Uh-huh. Uh, but Giancarlo Esposito definitely knows how to act. And he's definitely <laughs> good at this. Yeah. Uh, but he is the mainstay, like, kind of highlight in this thing. Okay. But overall, just kind of, eh. It works on a heist level. Yeah. But when, when it tries to do something bigger and deeper, it only goes about surface level deep because it's mm-hmm. trying to keep it as a heist film and trying to give you a lot of misdirect. Okay. And I think that's where it falters is that it's trying to do too much misdirect on purpose. <laughs> trying too hard. It's trying too hard to misdirect you on purpose because mm-hmm. it's trying to be like, oh, well, if you look at it from this angle or that angle, like, no, it's still just a straightforward kind of heist film. Well, okay. Well, that's Kaleidoscope. Not the worst thing to start off the year with. <laughs> uh, but again, it's on Netflix. Yeah. So I don't see this getting a second season. I don't know if you consider this a movie because per episode. But it definitely <clears throat> has more of a movie feel than it does an episodic feel. Okay. If they do a second season, just completely new crew. New heist, new everything. But since it's Netflix, who can say? Who? Yes. Anyway, speaking of uh, seasons uh, that are either or that are in progress, I should say, uh, Celebrity Jeopardy returned this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Avid Elementary returned this yep. week. Also, uh, the circle continues. Yes, are you caught up? Uh, Tougher than nails continues this week. Also, yes, I did co- catch up. Uh, we watched all the episodes. <laughs> Stuff is happening. Stuff yeah, is it going is. down this week. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Anyways, we're not going to go into it like no. we did last week. We don't have our circle correspondent, yes. so we'll have to wait for that one. But anyway, let's move on then, uh, unless there's other, any other television to get through. Oh, The Bad Batch. Um, ah, yes. Just started, restarted for Disney+. Plus. Okay. I will talk about that when the season two wraps up. All right. All right. In that case, let's move on to cancellations and renewals. We're no longer watching. Speaking of Netflix and their shiny, shiny axe. They've axed eighteen ninety nine after just one season. Did I ever talk about this show? No, I don't think we ever talked about eighteen ninety nine. Okay. Because I watched the Be first. <laughs> I watched the first episode of it. Okay. And it's Ghost Ship combined with Creepy Boy. Oh, Creepy Boy Ghost Ship. Yes, Creepy Boy Ghost Ship, and that's where I stopped watching after the first episode right. because I was like, Creepy Boy on a ghost ship where everyone is dead except the Creepy okay, Boy. Well, I guess Netflix agreed with you because yes. 1899 canceled after just one season. Well, I couldn't get past the first episode, so well, they yeah. could get past one season. <laughs> AMC, meanwhile, has canceled 61st Street after one season. Yes, they'll be moving on to 62nd Street. <laughs> 62nd Street. Sci-Fi has canceled Astrid and Lily Save the World after one season. Netflix, meanwhile, has renewed Wednesday for a second season. As they would. CBS has renewed Fire Country for a second uh, season. Yes, as they say it. Fire Country. Fire Country. Fire Country. Anyway. Yes. A couple of deaths this week. Actually, I wanted to add to this. Yes, I didn't see. I know which one you want to yeah. add. I didn't see it in my I'll list. I'll do that real quick. Follow-up to last week's story about yes. the uh, 
drummer for Modest Mouse, who yes. had been diagnosed with cancer. He unfortunately did end up passing away. I remember his first name Jeremiah. I don't remember his last name. But anyway, uh, Jeremiah. Uh, yeah, I, I have it right here somewhere. Yeah, it's in our stories. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like that. Uh, even though they they were uh, optimistic about his recovery, it did not end up um, going as he thought it would, which was unfortunate. Mm. Mm, I don't think he's on here. I don't think he's on here. Anyway. Was that a Friday thing? It, it was, was recent. Right? It was recent. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was Saturday, so it wasn't. Yeah. Regardless, uh, yeah, so uh, look at our conversation on uh, last week's podcast for more details, but yes, it, it, that was uh, very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, elsewhere in deaths this week, Fred White, a Hall of Fame drummer, another drummer, uh, this time from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yep, all three. And then uh, lastly, Gangsta Boo, a rapper in the uh, Academy Award winning 3-6 Mafia. Damn, I was going to say the Academy Award winning 3-6 yeah, Mafia. Academy Award winning Gangsta Boo, uh, R.I.P. Yes. So yeah, a couple, a few uh, musicians uh, this week. Let's move on to the last section of the show today, which is movies. Zooming right through this. And we always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. Number one is still Avatar, The Way of the Water. And get ready to say that for a while. Yeah, $67 million, adding to a already stellar $425 million domestic. And that is correct. It is $67 million, which is actually up from last week. Yes. And this is actually what Avatar did. We did the debut first time. in 2009-2010. The word of mouth always spreads, yes. and it's working for Avatar 2, just like it did the first time. Yep. Number... It's gonna, just going to keep going up. Yes. As, as we mentioned yeah. uh, last week, it hit a billion dollars. It is officially the worldwide $1.5 billion highest gross movie of 2022. Not good news if your dream works, as they were probably hoping for a better performance from your number two movie this week, Puss in Boots, The Last Witch. Wish, sorry. Last Witch would be a more interesting movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made $16 million this week. That's only at 61 right now. It's probably underperforming because of the juggernauts it's up against, including number three, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, still cruising with another $5 million. That's at 438 Yes, you heard me right. In just a handful of weeks, Avatar has almost overtaken a two-month-old Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever will come to Disney+. Plus. Yes. February 1st. Looking forward to that. I, that's when I will watch it. Okay. Number four, I, I Want to Dance with Somebody, the Whitney Houston biopic, $3.9 million this week, adding to a $14 million total. And rounding out your top five, Babylon with $2.6 million. That's at $10 million. Not doing numbers that I think Damien Chazelle would want it to do. What do you mean? It just made money back for one Brad Pitt. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. This week... Uh, we have a couple movies. If you scroll back up for me. Uh, oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> the Devil Conspiracy. Plane. Oh, our favorite movie. Plane. Yes, Plane. Finally out. And the Tom Hanks Oscar bait, A Man Called Otto. It got limited release yeah. at the end of last week. So it could so qualify. It could, so it just doesn't yeah. qualify, but yeah. it's going to get a wide release. Uh, this upcoming week. So something for everybody this week. Uh, but man, I can't wait to see reviews for Plane. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to movie news. Our first story is about, hey, one of your faves, uh, director of your favorite movie of the year last year. Uh, Favorite show. show Yes. Michael Giacchino. Yes. That Michael Giacchino. Yes. The Oscar-winning composer will now make his big screen directing debut. 
with a reboot of the 1954 sci-fi man-eating monster movie, Them! Exclamation point. And Warner Brothers. Because they own the rights. Quote, there's always a movie in your mind that never leaves your head, Giacchino told a deadline. For me, that's Them! It wasn't until much later in life until I learned it was about the nuclear age. Quote, Michael Giacchino is a unique talent. We're excited to work with him and have him at the studio, said Warner Brothers Picture President of Production and Development Jesse Ehrman, who caught Giacchino's wearable by night on Disney Plus and was blown away. Wow, just like you. Yeah. So, are you excited to see a big screen uh, reboot of Them directed by uh, Giacchino? So, do you know what Them is about? No, what is Them about? Them is about <laughs> giant nuclear ants. Oh, hell yeah. So, the original yeah. plot of the 1954 film is nuclear explosion, test facility, um, radiation befalls on a colony of ants, mm-hmm. and the ants themselves grow supersized. So, not quite like eight, so kind of similar to Eight-Legged Freaks, where you take a small insect and just blow it up. Kind of same concept with them. Yeah. You take ants, you blow them up. <laughs> it's a huge... Um, terrifying them. Yes, that's great. I can't wait. That'll be great. I'm excited to see what happens with them. All right, let's move on to more movies coming out in 2023. Do you like when we just list a bunch of movies at you? Well, you're going to love this. So, remember when we used to do this uh, back when box office was, you know, a regular thing in like 2018, 2019? Yeah. Well, guess what? Movies are back, baby. The upcoming year, we'll see a return of directors and franchise fatigue as films make their way to theaters in order to return to the pre-pandemic days of box office glory. So, this is everything that is currently scheduled to come out in 2023 that is yes. either based off of an existing franchise right. or has a uh, named and started uh, director attached to it. Get ready. Um, releasing this year. Colon. Knock at the Cabin. It, but that's a new M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, uh, also starring Dave Bautista in it. Oh, there you go. Magic Mike's Last Dance, the third in the Magic Mike franchise. Yep, that's number three. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, of course, the next Marvel film. Yep. Cocaine Bear. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. About a cocaine bear. The bear on cocaine, yes. Creed Three. that's the third Creed with Michael B. Jordan. Directed by Michael B. Jordan. Hell yeah. Scream 6, they're making another Scream, everyone. Uh, I think that's the one on the train, according to the previews. Okay. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Finally coming out. Sequel to Shazam. John Wick, Chapter 4, Keanu Reeves is back. Finally coming out. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Based off the bi- the board game, well... You know, the, the tabletop arcade tabletop, game. Yes. yes. The Super Mario Brothers movie, which we've been talking about to yes. death, that comes out in April. Yep. Renfield, starring Chris McKay. Uh, that is also... Uh, that is directed by Sorry, Chris directed McKay. Directed by Chris McKay. But that is uh, starring. <laughs> that's um, no, that's starring Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Holt. Aha! Nicholas and Nicholas. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. The finale of that yep. in the next Marvel film. Fast Ten or Fast X, depending on who you ask. Uh, Maybe the final in that one. Yeah, probably. The Little Mermaid live action. Uh, yeah, this is the Halle Berry one. No. No, not Halle Berry. Halle Bailey. Bailey. You're saying it yes. completely. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Can't wait for that thing. That is... Part me, one, right? Yes, I forgot to put part one in there. Yeah. No, no, it's just called Across 
the right, first one will be something else. That's going to be called Beyond the Spider Verse. Ah, so looking forward uh, to that. Yes, looking forward to Medieval Podcast <laughs> of the Year. Yeah, let's do it. Spider Man across the universe, the Spider Verse. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. That's the Beast Wars Transformers movie. Uh, they're going to try and revive that franchise. We'll see. Pixar's new film, Elemental. We'll see. We'll see. That's like the rom com. Yes. <laughs> Pixar rom com, which I'm excited to see what they do. No Hard Feelings, starring Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. The Flash, finally. Maybe. Maybe. If James Gunn has anything to say about it. Yeah. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, finally. Maybe. Maybe. If Harrison Ford has anything to say about it. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yes. Uh, no, say it in the full name. Yeah. Say, say the full name. Mission, mission colon impossible dash dead reckoning parentheses part one in parentheses. Yes. <laughs> like. uh, yes. Uh, the next uh, Tom Cruise yeah. Mission Impossible film. Yes. Next we have Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Looking forward to that. Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Really looking forward to that. The Marvels. Um, which is the uh, the last Marvel film this year, I believe. Yeah. Another Haunted Mansion? Yes. Another... another They're doing this again? Yes. Disney's doing this again. Challengers, starring Zendaya. Yes. Blue Beetle. So if you're looking for a Zendaya film, that's Challengers. I think it's a tennis film. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Blue Beetle. That's the DC film. Blue Beetle. A Haunting in Venice. Uh, That's a Kenneth Branagh. This is the next in the uh, Murder on the Orient Express Aha. and the Fall of Death on the Nile. Got it. Now it's uh, A Haunting in Venice. Okay, next Goal Wins. That is directed by Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. People are looking forward Soccer, to that. Soccer, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. Craven the Hunter. This is expanding on Sony's Spider-Verse Ah, films. right, that. That is still expected in to come Venomverse. out this year. <laughs> yes. Venomverse. The Exorcist... Another Exorcist remake? Yes, another right. Exorcist remake. Doing that. Dune Part 2? Uh, my Lord of the Zendaya. Year. More Zendaya. Because she will be more featured in this part. Yes. Uh, film I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, a reboot of The Hunger Games. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Not a reboot or a slash sequel? prequel? Prequel? Okay. I think it's a prequel. All right. Wish? That's the Disney animation That's film. the Disney one. That's the, yeah. The 100 years anniversary, anniversary. Who knows what that is. Uh, that's going to be your uh, Thanksgiving release. Yeah, Just we'll see. Pencil it in right now. Aquaman 2. That's Aquaman in the last Lost Kingdom. If James Gunn decides to release it. <laughs> and lastly, Wonka. Starring Timothy Chalamet. Yes. As the titular Wonka. Timothy Chalamet. Yes. All right. Which they put a like a, a still image of that promo image of that. Out, yeah. I want to say two years ago. Oh wow! Geez. And it's finally coming out. Dang. But yeah, uh, Wonka, not to be uh, confused or like convoluted with whatever Netflix is doing with Roald Dahl's uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. This is Timothy Chalamet's Wonka for Warner Brothers. Aha. Well, we will see. And if you were fatigued listening to that list, well, those are all going to be your number one films this year. <laughs> Woo! So, yeah, that's a lot. So, out of all this, who wins the box office? Uh, I don't know. The Marvel stuff always does well. Uh, I think Across the Spider-Verse will be a popular-ass movie. Yes. I think Guardians will do well. Uh... Oh, oh, lest we forget, um, I think it's 2023. Release is Avatar 3. Uh, I'm not sure if that's maybe. 2024 release. It might be. But I don't remember how they did it. Yeah. 
Avatar 3 is maybe next year as well. All right. Well, we will see in the year as it goes on. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Oppenheimer. I try to give you my list of top five for this year. <laughs> we have Oppenheimer. We have Dune Part 2. We have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, I'm going to also put in there... That's three of my five. Yeah. Uh, let's put Wish in there, because that's directed by Jennifer Lee. Um, and I think they have Lin-Manuel working on it, too. Okay, that makes sense. Wait, do they? No. No, they have uh, the, the Lopez working on it. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, so excited for that. And for my fifth film, let's go with um, The Marvels, just because Brie Larson's in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see as the year goes on. And we'll see how close I got to my top five. <laughs> yes. But in the meantime, I watched a movie this week. Well, you caught up on a movie. Yeah, I caught up on a movie. This was technically so, a late 2022 release. So speaking of that yes. Netflix roll doll yes. adaptation. Well, uh, one of the part of that deal was an adaptation of the musical, the Broadway musical version of Matilda. Road Roll Doll Story, that was then a 1995 film. Um, and yep. this is a direct adaptation of the musical on which it, that is based on the book. So, yeah, that sounds confusing, but trust me. So if you remember the movie, which most millennials our age probably remember the movie. Yes, they remember the Dang DeVito movie. This is about the uh, the young girl who is grows up in a pretty awful family, is sent to school, and is basically leads a student revolution against the evil headmaster, essentially. But does she have psychic powers? Yes, that also helps. Turns out um, she has telekinetic powers. That actually don't really factor much into the story. It's literally to give her the ability to get to the climax is basically what it is. But again, that's not the musical's fault because that's the story it's based on. Anyway, uh, ultimately, uh, it's a fun time is what I'll say about the movie version of the musical. Um, The music is pretty good. Uh, I think the soundtrack is pretty strong. The lyrics are fun. Um, It does a lot of creative things with some of the lines um, visually, it, there's a lot to like. Um, it's uh, very colorful, very imaginative, in, especially in the segments in which Matilda is telling her stories um, up to the librarian about like the um, her fictional uh, couple, which ends up being a real couple, because the other thing about Matilda is that she has this ability to tell stories about things that are actually real, that mm-hmm. she doesn't know are real, that become real because she told stories. It's or chicken, I don't know, it's a chicken and egg thing. But anyway, it does that all pretty well. I think that the girl, the young girl that they have uh, as Matilda is very talented, talented young actress. She does a lot of good work here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a fun time. The music is fun. And if you like a musical interpretation of a classic story, I think you're going to have fun with this. Um, I feel like it's pretty uh, close to the source material as well. Yeah, good time. I mean, I knew that it was quality. Uh, it got a lot of attention in the Tonys in the year that it was nominated when it was on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going into it expecting it to be a quality product, and it is. So that's on Netflix if you want to check that out. Probably good for uh, families. It's a good family family flick. Oh, good that's good. It. Yeah. So yeah. that's Matilda the Musical. Not much really else to say about it. Right. It's what it, it does what it says on the tin. It is Matilda. It's also musical. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I watched this week. Uh, I finished the second half of Black Adam oh, okay. <laughs> from last week. And did your opinion change at all? No. no. Okay, good to know. Did not change at all. Well, there you go. 
Um, that I'm probably gonna watch all John Wick films because they're on oh. HBO Max. Oh, they are. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I need to catch up. Um, that's the great thing about HBO Max is that they have the new arrivals tab. So because of the new year, you can look look at all the new arrivals yeah. that uh, have arrived. And oh, that's great. Right there in the beginning. Hey, all the John Wick st- stuff. I'll have to check that out. All right. Well, that'll do it for movies. And that'll do it for the first episode of hey, season eight. We're done with one. That means we can do the rest of them. Yes. That means, it, yeah, the hardest one is the first one, right? That's what they say. I mean, that's why we have an episode zero. <laughs> so thank you for joining us for the Media Boat Podcast this week. If you want to catch our live episodes as they go live, check it out on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and search Media Boat Podcast. Go to our channel, like, subscribe, click the, the, uh, the, the bell for notifications when we go live, which is typically on Saturday mornings. All of that and more is available on our YouTube channel. If you'd rather listen to us in audio form and want to catch special episodes of the podcast, including our year-end wrap-up episodes from the end of December, where we wrapped up the year that was, you can do so on our audio podcast channels, which are anywhere on any podcast service that you're looking for, which includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find our feed. You can also find us on social media channels like uh, Twitter, where we're at Media Boat Cast. Facebook, search Media Boat Podcast to find our page there. And like I said, you can find us on MediaBoatPodcast.com, where we're posting all our episodes as we record them in an archived visual form so you can see them and access them easily. Then last, but definitely not least, if you want to ask us questions, send us feedback, be featured on the show with your question, you can do so by emailing us, mediaboatpodcasts at gmail.com. Send them in. We'll answer your questions live. All right. With that, thank you for joining us. We will be back next week with another stellar episode. In the meantime, maybe we'll see you on a stream this week. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, t- take uh, Also, yeah, twitch.tv slash mediaboat. Check us out there and see if we're just playing any video games. Yep. Um, subscribe to us on Twitch and you'll get uh, hit notifications on yep. when we go live. So check us out. See you guys next time. Yep. We'll be back next week with more news, more thoughts, maybe yeah. Coachella. I don't know. Announce. Who knows? All right. We'll be back right. next week. See okay, bye. Bye.